right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 169 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. Please consider subscribing. If the app you guys use today allows you to rate the show, please consider leaving a four-star or five-star rating. If that same app allows you to leave feedback on the show, Please leave feedback, leave a couple sentences about how this podcast has helped your life, however it has in your time listening to it. What this does when you do this is it helps the algorithm so that when someone new uses the same app you do and just says, I'm looking for a weight loss podcast, the ranting weight watcher shows up just a little higher on that list. And if this show has helped you, I'm asking you to help me to grow the show. Now, let's not waste any time. Let's get into this! Journey updates. So my final numbers for the 2023-24 holiday season are in. I told you guys in the beginning of all this, gauge your true holiday performance by taking the first weigh-in of October and then taking the first weigh-in of January and figuring out the difference. And if you gained, I then gave you another challenge to see how far into the new year did you have to go to get rid of whatever you gained, right? So my final number is in for the holiday season. For from October 2023 to January 2024, I had a 1.2 pound gain. Now, I can't really complain about this. Five years ago today, I began a fight to save my life. I found myself days before looking down in my bathroom at a little screen on a scale. On my 41st birthday. And seeing that for the second time in my short life, I was over 400 pounds. There were a bunch of emotions in this moment. Anger. 
sadness, embarrassment. Embarrassment because 15 years before that, I went under the knife and had my body mutilated and changed. Gastric bypass surgery. That was the first time I was over 400 pounds. 460 pounds exactly. I had my body mutilated and changed never to be the same ever again. This mutilation created a scale result. In one year, 183 pounds lost. You see, we were taught that if we do X, Y, and Z, the scale number should go down and this is some sort of semblance of success. The past five years have taught me something. The scale number in the broad scheme in regards to health, the scale number is the most meaningless part of it all. Because, you know, we're taught from a young age all of these really bad behaviors. And I'm not blaming the people that taught us this, but I'm saying we're taught it. You were taught really bad coping behavior. And that, that bad coping behavior is actually the culprit of what caused the actual scale results. That's what it all ties back to, right? If we really dig deep into lives, we, we can go as early as, you know, like kindergarten age. You're getting ready to enter elementary school. You have to go through these series of vaccinations and shots and all these things. And so you go to, your parents take you to the doctor's office. You walk in there. You do whatever. You sit on the little table. The doctor comes in there and starts poking you with needles. And at that time, it's probably the most traumatic thing you've ever been through. And what happens at the end of that few minutes of time? You're traumatized. You're crying. And in order to distract you, the doctor hands you a lollipop. And in perfect working fashion, suddenly you are completely distracted for the reason you were traumatized in the first place. In this moment, something happens in the brain. And it's something that your brain will never forget. But it's probably just the beginning. It's the building blocks. It's the foundation of what causes unhealthy behavior, period. In regards to food, in regards to substance abuse, no matter what, moments like this. Big traumatic event as a child. Suddenly the lollipop makes the whole world better. I should have known on my 41st birthday, I should have known that day that the real fight wasn't to create the scale result. The mutilation of my body should have been proof that scale results can be manufactured. Nowadays, you know, you go under the knife, you get a bunch of injections, whatever it is. But scale results can be manufactured, which means they are relatively useless. That's the reality. Because the real fight is not creating the scale result. The real fight is what caused the scale result you started with in the first place. And that day, on my 41st birthday, I should have seen that. I should have seen 
I did not change anything that made me who I was except for my physical body. And even the mutilation of my body was not enough to change the behavior I had come to use my entire life. So days later, after seeing this scale result on my birthday, I find myself in a WW studio. And that's kind of where the story begins. The begins the fight to save my life. I remember sitting in that studio, filling out the paperwork, thinking two things and two things only. The first thing is I didn't want to die and leave my daughter without a father. And the second thing was I wanted to lose 200 pounds and then reevaluate my life. I didn't know what I was going to do. It was my first time walking in there. But whatever I was told to do, I was going to do it. Because really, let's be real for a second here. How many times have we started a journey? How many times has it been January 1st in your life and you've said, that's it, I'm going to do it this year. This is going to, I got to get my life in order. I got to get healthy. And then you walked into some weight loss program center and you walked in there telling everyone what you were willing and not willing to do. Despite what the foundational rules of their program was, you had the balls, I had the balls to say what I was willing to do and unwilling to do. And even more so, be crazy enough to think that making my own rules would create the result I was looking for. How many times have we started a journey like that where we dictated what we were willing and unwilling to do. But on this day, five years ago, I was no longer willing to say anything. I was actually willing to do anything. Whatever they told me to do, I was willing to do it. So I quickly learned the rules of what it took in this system. But still, even then, on this day, in this moment, I did not realize... That the real fight was not with the scale. It took me time to find that out. The real fight was with all of the behavior that created the over 400 pound scale result twice in my life. All of those behaviors that enabled me to be over 400 pounds twice by my 41st birthday, that was the fight. As time goes on, I decide to do things differently than I had ever done any other attempt at weight loss. Rather than trying to fit my old life into a new one, I put my old life on hold and looked for a new life within the foundational area of the system I was trying to use. That doesn't mean I turned away from all of the stuff that made my old life. It just meant that I needed to find a way within the rules and parameters to find enjoyable food 
Because if the food wasn't enjoyable, what would be my motivation to keep going? I spend a good amount of time finding a library of food that I enjoyed. And I found one thing happened when I did that. I didn't think about the food that came from my old life as often because I enjoyed the food in my new life. And I didn't spend time pretending I was eating food from my old life in ways that were perceived to be more healthy. When I absolutely needed something from my old life, I just had it, tracked it, and moved on with my life. The more I succeeded in getting through each week and minimalizing food from my old life that was being needed, the easier it became to eat the foods I enjoyed that were within the plan's parameters. But there was one more aspect to this I hadn't even introduced yet, and that aspect was physical activity. I had to figure out a way how to introduce physical activity, and I wasted a bunch of my time talking about what I couldn't do. Everybody can do something, including me. The more time I spent talking about what I couldn't do rather than concentrating on what I could do, you see, it's like almost like in my head that if I couldn't run a 10K or a 5K, that there was no reason to start exercising. All of this had to be broken. This thinking was toxic. I created a method that involved me just walking in my parking lot. I literally circled the parking lot where I live for 20 minutes and I came up with a method of gauging how I was progressing, made commitments to myself. I'll do this for 20 minutes a day, three days a week, eight weeks, and then I'll reevaluate. After the eighth week, I reevaluated and either added more time or more days. And then I went another eight weeks and slowly but surely, incrementally, changing my physical activity. You don't realize how many lessons you're learning in the process of all this, really. But you're learning a lot. The biggest lesson I had to learn was that it was not about being perfect. I mean, how many times have we messed up and said, oh, I'll start again Monday? And then how many times do you mess up and start again Monday? How many weeks in a row does that happen before you decide that you're a failure? In reality, the only moment you actually fail is when you walk away from yourself. When you actually convince yourself that what you're doing isn't working and you walk away from what you're attempting to do. The real fight is not with the system you're implementing. It's with the behavior that created the scale result that caused you to seek the system that you're implementing. That's the real fight. That's the real fight we all are in the middle of. Whether you realize it or not, the real fight is with the behavior that's causing the scale result you don't like. And winning those battles is more important than being perfect on your tracker. Winning those battles is more important than being perfect on your weighing and measuring. Winning those battles is more important than making sure you exercise seven days a week. 
your ability to track, your ability to weigh and measure, your ability to exercise does not have to be perfect. It never did. It never will. But it does have to be consistent. All of the behaviors that create a scenario of life where you are enjoying the scale result have to become consistent. No matter how many times you mess up, I messed up a thousand times a thousand. But my ability to move on from the next moment is the difference. Not saying, oh, I'll start again Monday, but no, I'll start again this hour. So if breakfast did not go as planned, lunch would go as planned. And it didn't matter what happened. You can't make up for what you did because that continues the avalanche. Trying to eat less at the next meal because of what you did at the first meal, that continues the problem. It needs to be cut off and moved on from, and then the next meal becomes the new beginning. You aren't getting the previous meal back. You aren't going to make up for it. You're not going to fix that problem. It's not necessary. It is only necessary. You figure out whatever it is you planned for lunch and move on with your life. However you need to do that, emotionally, physically, you do it. All of these things I had to go through. All of these things I had to learn. And they didn't happen right away. They didn't need to happen right away. They needed to take however long they needed to take in order for me to be able to eliminate the behaviors that caused the results I didn't like in the first place. The foundational behaviors we are taught in whatever system we are choosing to use need to overtake the behaviors that cause the scale results we do not like. And if we can make the behavior switch, the scale result comes as a byproduct. A byproduct. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past 
can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. In the process of breaking chains on your life that created the behaviors, you are learning the lessons that you need not only to create the scale result, but to keep the scale result. Because look, let me, if I could snap my fingers right now and give you all the scale result you want, the number, Whatever it is you envision for yourself, I just did it. In one year, 75% of you would lose the number. In two years, 85% of you would lose the number. In three years, 95% of the people will have lost the number that I just snapped and gave to you. 5% would actually learn the lessons needed to keep it this is how weight fluctuates in the world these are actual statistics anybody who loses any significant amount of the weight in their life 75 percent gain it all back in a year 85 percent gain it all back in two years 95 percent in three years only five percent hold on to what they created only 5% learned that their behavior is what's actually needed to change. Look, if, if you would have asked me what I thought would happen, what I thought life would look like five years from now on that first day, I don't know that I would have had any kind of answer. I would have had a whole bunch of hope, definitely, but... At that moment in my life, the failure of my past was still talking to me and still dictating to me who I was. 
And here I am five years later, and still once in a while, the voice gets to talk. It's not nearly as loud. It's not nearly as present. It's not nearly as long that, that, it, that it, it actually speaks. But it hasn't died. It's still there. But really, we're so concentrated on fixing the problem immediately. We took years and years and years to create the problem. And then we want to snap and have it all be over with. And in actuality, what really separates us from what we want is our ability to learn a new way. Learn a new way to cope, learn a new way to live, learn a new way, period. Because the way we are taught, it isn't the way. And you know what? The people that stand to make money off of us remaining in the positions we are in, they don't really care whether we succeed or fail. They only care that we keep paying. It's that, it's that serious. It's that true. If you stopped paying everybody, see what they would provide you. See how much they would care then. See if they'd be knocking on your door to see if you're all right, if you're still being on plan, if you're still being consistent, if you stopped paying. You start journeys like this and you never think about what else can come from it. It never crosses your mind of, of the possibilities. And all of a sudden, this whole group of people that you didn't otherwise know suddenly become a big part of your life because they're in the fight too. And some of them are really fighting the fight. And some of them are watching people fight the fight. That's just real. That's not judgment. It's real. There's plenty of people watching and plenty of people actually fighting. But there's probably a small group of people who come into your life and they just transform you because they see something in you that maybe you don't see in yourself. And for those people, you're thankful for the rest of your life for ever meeting them. And you can't, you go from never knowing you'd meet them to you're unable to imagine your life without them. That's how it works out. And so I come to a point where I feel the need to give back when people gave, people gave so much into my life. They gave and they gave and they gave and they lifted me up and they lifted me up and they planted seeds into my life and they helped create the person I am, helped to mold me into who I'm becoming. And you want to repay those people. You want to tell them how much you appreciate it. But really, the biggest form of appreciation for anything they ever created for you is you pay it forward. If they transformed your life, you transform as many lives as you possibly can in turn. That's the real thing. And so it's, moist, it's almost like if I could challenge you to think, if I could say to you that I had no idea that this was a possibility, 170 pounds down in five years, a knowledge of how nutrition works and a knowledge of how the body works, I never 
even thought I'd have that. I thought I would just go, okay, A, B, C, this is what I got to do. Okay, I'll do it. And then wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. But just like everyone else, I hit moments where you would consider, you would call it a plateau. And instead of calling it a plateau and dealing with it like everyone else did, I decided to chase what I didn't know. Because points, macros, keto, that's not all you find in the nutritional section of the library. There are books everywhere. Hundreds of books. And everybody has a way. And there is no the way. There's only a way. And you either gave it your all or you didn't. So in the times that I hit these moments where the scale wasn't going anywhere, I decided to educate myself further on what I didn't know. And that natural education caused questions. And the questions caused me to seek the answers. Sometimes the answers were in what I was reading. Other times, the answers was in how I would implement changes in my life. I did not foresee any of that on January 12th, 2019. And yet here I am. People think you're supposed to go through this life and never fail. If you never fail, you never actually challenge yourself. That's the reality. Failure and success They go together. They're family. Failure teaches you all of the things that need to change, all of the behaviors that need to change in your life in order to create the real success that you're looking for. And maybe you'll battle one thing and you succeed and then a new thing presents itself. And that's just the natural progression. That's the way it's supposed to go. You find the new thing to fail at over and over and over again. You know, I know I have a bunch of you who are believers in Christ and in the word of God. Now, if there's one thing we know, we know that The idea of Satan, if there's one thing he wants you to believe more than anything else, is that he doesn't exist. So many people believe that there's a heaven, but the idea of hell, not so much. Hell is for the murderers and the rapists and, you know, but not anybody else. Let's just say for a second, God came to you and he's like, tomorrow, two, three o'clock, I need you to go into a conference room and have a meeting with Satan. There's not a single one of you listening to me that wouldn't take Ephesians 6 in that room with you. You'd have the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit. The breastplate of righteousness. You'd have all of it. The full armor of God. And you'd go in there ready for a fight. 
And yet, something like achieving health, you would allow a multi-million dollar company that you pay monthly cast some major delusion that you can go on loving the foods you love and eating the foods you love and lose weight. That there would actually never have to be any sacrifice. You would fully believe that. A multi-million dollar company who stands to gain everything from you believing nonsense as long as you continue to pay. As long as you believe you can eat the foods you love, what will it really do for you? Will it help you learn the lessons you need to learn? What it certainly would do is prolong your membership. If some of the foods you loved, you were also addicted to, and they kept pushing it on you, saying it's okay to eat the things you love. You'd be okay because the people you pay are telling you it's okay. And even worse, even worse, you would take their system and say, no, I don't need this uh, breastplate of righteousness. No, I don't need the shield of faith. I don't need to track. I don't need to weigh and measure. I don't need these tools that were given to me. I could do it without that. I don't have time for that. So you're in a battle for your life. And you choose not to use the tools that were given to you. You would do anything in your power to enable the delusions they have put in your head, which are eat what you love and continue to lose weight. Everybody's journey can start with eating what they love and lose weight. But there's one thing I've learned in these five years, and that is this life is a journey not just of learning lessons, It's a journey of sacrifice. And however long you want to travel this road, the further and further you go down it, the more and more sacrifices you need to make. The same way you would need to sacrifice in order to get closer to God, you have to sacrifice for a healthy body. But nobody wants to believe that. They'd much rather believe the words coming from the company they pay $500 a year from. You'd much rather let them tickle your ear, make you feel warm and fuzzy, and continue to pay them $45 a month. At some point, you have to realize, if things aren't going your way, if things aren't working, maybe the foods you love are the problem. Maybe you're drowning and you're holding on to the anchor that's also keeping your head under the water. And you're talking about, save me, save me, I'm drowning. 
and yet you refuse to allow, let go of the chain that's holding you under the water. If some of you would just grasp that idea that maybe, just maybe, some of the foods you love had to make a sacrifice in order for you to continue your progression, you'd rather believe that you can eat and you're just simply on a plateau. And it's going to be all right if you just continue in the road. Where would you be if you just took a shot at yourself and did the hard thing? Where would you be if you gave it your all for the next five years? And every time you hit a roadblock, you either went through it or you read something to help you get through it. Where would you be in five years if nothing stopped you to get to that ultimate version of you that you can all envision? Where would you be in five years? So there it is. I've laid it all on the line for you. The rest is really up to you. Five years to create the new you. So what do you do? Maybe you're thinking right now, Don, this is just way too overwhelming. I can't think about the next five years. You know, some of you put less thought into committing yourselves to a cell phone plan, to a car payment. You could just sign your life away without even thinking twice. Here I am, I'm asking you to consider your health and longevity. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm too overwhelmed, I can't think about this. But look, I'm gonna make it simple. You got three tasks. Track, weigh and measure, and move. If you do that today, you win today. And then when you wake up tomorrow, track, weigh and measure, move, and then you win tomorrow. Every day, you have three tasks. If you do those three tasks, you win today. That's all I want you to do. Win today. Track, weigh and measure, move, win today. Track, weigh and measure, move, win today. That's literally the only thing you need to do. As long as God is putting breath in your lungs, as long as you wake up every single day, track, weigh and measure, move, win today. Every day you win, you just stack it up in a pile. You're winning, you're winning, you're winning, and you stack a big pile. And now what's that do? That creates confidence. Because when those moments come when you fail, and they will, it won't matter as much because you're consistent in winning today. And all of a sudden, the failures become the anomalies, not your successes. That's really what it's all about. Become consistent in winning, and you'll never lose. You'll never think about quitting. That's all I'm asking you for. Five years to the new you. It starts right now. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.